What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Only Teeth. I know it's been a minute, and I'm finally getting back into the swing of things, so let's get started on this week's episode as to why and how I fucked up. If you're anything like me, you find yourself falling into toxic relationships pretty easily and pretty quickly. Something I've learned through therapy, actually, is that I have some codependency issues. Um, (laughs) If you don't know what codependency is, I decided to find the textbook definition, aka Google. (laughs) So it's the excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner. There was a little bit more that goes into detail with that. Um, Didn't exactly apply to me, but it can apply to some other people. Uh, Yeah, so I have had some codependency issues, which is a big reason I tend to accept all and any types of love in my life, which in turn isn't so great for my own mental and emotional health. So let's kind of delve a little bit deeper on that. Pretty much people who struggle with codependency, they value the approval of others above their own. They tend to have an unhealthy dependence on relationships. Sometimes they're people pleasers. They'll excuse how their partner or friends treat them. Typically, people who struggle with this, it's found pretty much through how they were raised. It's the type of household they came from. And basically, they accept toxic relationships or love in other words they accept love that they think they deserve in an effort to be seen be heard be loved be noticed feel important or even try to navigate the pain of abuse we develop codependent behaviors Um, a big coping mechanism as well is actually putting the needs of others above their own and we tend to be attracted to people who we think we can save but in turn end up drowning while trying to help kind of a lot to process within all of that that's just a lot of information at once not all of those apply to me not all of those are going to apply to everybody but i have struggled with some codependency problems growing up and i think that that's why i have been really not great at picking the best people to be in my life. I've definitely gotten a lot better about it considering I've been in therapy now for about a year and a half and it's really helped me navigate friendships, really helped me navigate, you know, the people in my life, how they treat me and pretty much not making up excuses for how they treat me and instead realizing that some people don't have my best interests at heart just like how maybe the reason I decided to bring them into my life was solely because I was lonely. You know, a lot of people who struggle with codependency tend to be lonely themselves or not want to be lonely. So they just accept more and more people in their lives without realizing that that's actually more hurtful and harmful to themselves. In turn, narcissists pretty much wouldn't exist without codependence. So a big question, you know, people tend to ask is, is codependency a form of narcissism? Most narcissists can be classified as codependent, but the reverse isn't true. So codependents aren't typically narcissists. 
They don't exhibit common traits of exploitation, entitlement, and lack of empathy as, you know, narcissists do. This episode originally was going to be solely about narcissism, narcissistic personality disorder to be exact, and seeing the red flags. And we can definitely do that in a future episode, but I think it's important as somebody who is codependent to stand up and say, hey, wait, narcissists are not the only ones who are the problem here. Because as much as we want to point the finger, we tend not to realize as codependents that we also are the problem. I mean, hey, we accepted these people into our lives. We brought them into our lives because of whatever those reasons are, whether we were lonely, whether we just wanted to be loved, we felt important, we felt we could help these people. So narcissists, in turn, are also attracted to codependents, just as codependents are attracted to narcissists. And I think it's important to raise that flag because a lot of people who are codependent, yes, they're vulnerable, but so are narcissists oddly enough. <laughs> um, let's let's kind of go a little bit into narcissistic personality disorder. So it's a personality disorder. I, again, textbook definition, aka Google. <laughs> a personality disorder characterized by an exaggerated self of self-importance, a need for admiration, and a lack of empathy for other people. A lot of people think narcissism just means a self-centered person. And in turn, that's not actually what it means. Narcissism, as you clearly know now, uh, is a personality disorder. And it can come on similarly to how codependency comes on, where it's typically from how that person was raised, the type of household they were raised in. Some things about narcissists are that, you know, they fear abandonment. Um, They really want to be loved, but they go about it in all the wrong ways. For example, manipulating. Some of those tactics include gaslighting and projecting. They can't take accountability and so they'll push off blame onto someone or something else. But then they also use others to meet their own needs. So narcissists are drawn to people with codependent issues because a narcissist can use a codependent just as a codependent can use a narcissist. Codependents want to help narcissists fix their lives, typically, as a means for them to cope, putting the narcissist's needs above their own. But that's exactly what a narcissist wants their significant other to do because they themselves tend to put their own needs before others. So narcissists end up taking advantage of this coping mechanism. What codependents don't realize is that they don't actually love this person. They don't actually love this narcissist because in a way they're blind to realizing that that person is a narcissist and they think that they do love this person because they see them for their flaws and they want to help them. Helping them actually makes them feel more fulfilled, but they don't realize that it will only hurt them and the narcissist more. So. Narcissists want to be loved. They, you know, they typically come from a household of neglect and we aren't truly loving them if we really took the time to reflect on that relationship. We would realize that there are all these red flags and things about them that we don't actually like or aren't actually similar to us, but 
we let this person in too soon to distract ourselves from our own problems and in turn distracted ourselves from seeing those red flags. So as codependents, we are part of the problem and just neglect to see it. Without our cooperation and need to fix other people's problems and take responsibility for others, we fail to see that by doing so, we're just creating new problems, larger heartbreaks, more toxicity, etc. I'm going to go a little bit more into detail with some stories that hopefully you can relate to. <sighs> hopefully not. <laughs> They're not great stories in a sense, but they were learning curves for me in order to truly realize what I struggle with and how to overcome this. Here's a good example. I was in love with a narcissist, or so I thought. I chose to ignore the red flags, I trusted this person, I listened and believed their lies, but that put me in the position of actually being the other woman. I wanted to fix this person and I wanted to help them. I knew that they were broken, but what I didn't realize was I was too. And instead of working on myself, I actually chose to stay with this person and accept the love that I didn't deserve. He was very capable of taking advantage of my codependency and I actually let him. If I had truly loved myself back then or even began to work on myself, I would have never been in that position, but it did take me being there to realize my problems and the work I needed to do for myself. It took failed relationships and friendships for me to realize that I was just accepting everyone into my life, when in reality, not everyone is good for everyone. I feel horrible about how that whole situation went down. I mean, yes, they gaslit me, they projected, all of that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like something in my instincts told me that he was lying. And no matter how good he was at it, I felt like I still knew that there were red flags, even if I didn't know exactly what those red flags were, hence the gaslighting and the projecting. But I think where I fucked up was I waited way too long to even attempt to take responsibility for it and realize that I was still in the wrong in that situation, even if maybe I didn't realize it at that time. Realizing the person I want to be and who I am today, I did have to take accountability because that's the type of person I am and that's the type of person I want to be. I want to be somebody who can take accountability for their actions and can turn around and say, hey, wait, I fucked up and I'm sorry. I learned a lesson. I learned a really big lesson about myself, but I learned a lesson on how to take accountability in situations like this. Another good example. Codependency doesn't always mean you're going to end up with a narcissist. Sometimes it just means that you're accepting love that maybe you don't need at that moment. When I got out of a relationship, I immediately jumped into like an online fling with somebody. And the sad thing about that was that person was a great person. I had never met them in person though. And I think that I wound up almost idealizing this person in a sense thinking that one day we would end up together and it would just be perfect, when in actuality I'd never even met that person. And it took me a couple weeks to really realize that I do love this person to an extent, but I've never met this person in person. 
It's person in person. Yeah. <laughs> I've never met them in reality. I don't know what they smell like, what they are like with their friends or family, how they interact with other people. I, I don't really know them as well as I might feel I do. Also, from what I'm seeing online and what I'm seeing on the phone, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the person behind the screen, right? So it took me a second, but you know, I took a step back and I said, hey, look, I rushed into this a little bit and I think we need to take a step back. I'm glad that I was able to say that and I'm glad that I was able to have a mature conversation with that person and then be so understanding, but it did cause a little bit of problems there, you know? It did cause me to hurt somebody. And by me just jumping into something new because I was afraid to be alone, well, that's codependency right there. And so I think sometimes what we don't realize is we jump into things really quickly when we realize this might not even be the person for me. I just want to be constantly talking to someone because that's what I'm used to, because I want to be loved. I want to give love. I want to help this person. I want to share my life with this person. But in actuality, I need to be alone right now. I need to work on myself. I need to make friends where I am. I need to get adjusted to my new life that I, I just moved out here. And I need to work on myself. And I can't work on myself if I'm starting a whole new relationship with somebody when I haven't even healed from my old relationship. So I think that that's something that we need to realize is when we start a relationship, whether it's a friendship or a significant other, when we start a relationship with another person, we need to take it slow, like very, very, very slow. And I'm realizing now how to do that because I've also seen myself fall into weird fixation patterns of, oh, I really like this person, but I don't know them that well. Then I get to know them. Then I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't really like that person you know, the way I thought I did. Maybe I like them as just a friend. Maybe I don't like them at all. But we can't just be jumping into relationships head first, hoping for the best, because that's when we cause bigger heartbreaks for not just ourselves, but for other people. Again, that doesn't always mean that we're going to be jumping into a relationship with a narcissist every single time. And yes, we do need to be aware of the red flags, but I think it's important to be aware of your own red flags as well. And it's a little difficult for a narcissist to be self-aware. They lack that ability to take accountability. So they're never going to see when their actions are hurting somebody else. They're never going to see that what they're really doing comes from their personality disorder. But as codependents, we do have the ability to be self-aware. We do have that ability to realize what we're doing to ourselves and to other people. And I think that that's a really important topic that not a lot of people talk about. Not a lot of people want to admit they're codependent. Hey, I don't want to admit that. And that's not something that just goes away, but that's something that I can work on and that I continue to work on. And I'm very careful now about who I accept in my life and how quickly I accept them in my life because I know and I'm self-aware that this is something I struggle with and this is something that I'm working on. And like I said, it doesn't just go away. You can't just say, well, I'm not codependent anymore. That's not how that works. So 
being aware of the type of person you are in relationships is actually very important because it helps you form healthier ones. And again, not just with significant others, but with friends, with family, realizing the part you play in relationships and realizing your wrongdoings and how you can change how you're going to relate with another person. That's where I fucked up. I wish I came to that understanding sooner. I wish that I took the time to work on myself earlier in life because where I was five years ago, 10 years ago, the people I was accepting at those times in my life are very different than the people I have in my life today. And I'm really grateful that I have grown this emotional intelligence and self-awareness in the past year and a half, and I'm extremely grateful for therapy. And quite frankly, I'm a big believer in having a therapist if you don't, because think about it this way. You go to a doctor once a year for your body, right? You do a checkup, a wellness checkup. It's important to have that for your brain. It's important to be able to form healthy relationships and even therapists themselves, I'm sure they have their own therapists because sometimes when you're too close, it's hard to examine. Whereas if you get that outside perspective, somebody that's not your friend, because think about it. Yes, friends are going to sometimes tell you things that you don't want to hear. That's a good friend. But, but, but sometimes we get a little defensive with our friends and we don't want to hear those things. And eventually they're going to stop telling us those things or they're just not trained in that field they're not somebody that can sit there and be like oh that's a red flag right there you know sometimes it's important to be able to talk to somebody who is a professional who does not know you and can get to know you and get to know your personality and understand how you relate with other people so that they then can tell you the things that you don't want to hear about yourself dude therapy sucks sometimes not gonna lie it really does you hear things like Oh, you're codependent. What the heck does that mean? And then they explain it to you. And then you have multiple sessions talking it through, like understanding, oh, that relationship came from my codependency issues. That relationship crashed and burned because of them. That relationship is working out great because I am self-aware and moved very slowly with this person and realized that I can see their heart and I actually really like them. So very important very important to be self-aware. Like I mentioned, we can definitely talk through a little bit more about narcissistic personality disorder, and that was originally what this episode was going to be on, but I just, I think it's important that this topic about being codependent and how to navigate it, step one, dude, be self-aware. Everything I've said, does that relate to you? Is that something that you feel like Dang, I do move very quickly with friendships and then all of a sudden I'm wondering why I don't like half my friends or why I get an overwhelming anxiety whenever I hang out with this person or why I feel like I'm being used or manipulated all the time. Do you feel that way in a regular relationship? Be more self-aware so that then you can understand your relations with other people a lot better. Once you can understand yourself 
then you can see your relationships a little bit clearer. I think the reason I even really wanted to talk about this is because I have struggled with being in relationships with narcissists a little too many times. And that's when I realized, yeah, I'm really, I'm really vulnerable to narcissists. But being aware of not only the red flags that a narcissist holds, but also being aware of your own red flags, because we all have those. And we just need to understand where they come from. So being aware of your red flags can really, really benefit you. I know this is like a weird topic. And the reason I wanted to talk about it as well is because I'm trying to help you guys build your confidence, right? And like I said, I have grown a lot in the past year and a half. And I've grown a lot ever since losing my teeth. And confidence doesn't just come overnight. Confidence comes through life in itself and through age. But confidence doesn't just happen. And let's face it, we're all human. We're all going to be insecure at times. Heck, I'm insecure at times. We all are. But the places I've grown in my life, a lot of that has in turn helped me build my confidence more because it helps me understand myself more and it helps me realize who I really am and the person I want to be. Once you can realize who you are and once you set a goal for who you want to be, start reaching for that goal and your confidence will follow. It takes time, it takes experiences, it takes age. But I'm hoping that some of my experiences that I've shared on this podcast can help you kind of go through your own experiences with maybe a different mindset or a different perspective to help you understand yourself more and build your own confidence. So with that being said, I have no idea what topic I'm covering next week. I did not put that piece of paper in front of me that has all the topics written out, but uh, we have an exciting topic next week. Thank you again for listening, all my only teethers. I always, always, always will love you guys forever. For real. Your love and support means the world to me. And I can't wait to drop another episode next week. Peace out.